Bienvenidos a Airbus Podcast to our Latinx listeners. Welcome to the fucking Airbus Podcast. My name is Jamel. Listeners, we gotta fucking copyright that immediately. My name is Peter. You like that? My name is Mike. How is it going, guys? Mike Bennard. Mike Bennard. That's me. <laughs> Revenge of the Bennards. Let's fucking go. Guys, Happy basketball, amigos. What if I made a movie about me and my two brothers and I called it Three Brothers? Do you think I could like undercut John Singleton with that? I think it's got to be Five Brothers. I think you got to go Michael Bay and go one more. You got to well, make it bigger. Dramedy. Five Honestly, Guys, Burgers, and Lies. Come on. Yeah, yes. that's fire. Nobody take that. That is actually, we need to talk about that, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Guys, Everyone who listens to this podcast is our best friend, so they won't, they, they got our back. Yeah. We got a lot of topics to get to, guys, including Peter's hat that he's wearing. But uh, let's get some business out of the way, okay? Patreon.com slash AirBudsPod. If you want to support the Buds, $5 a month gets you bonus episodes weekly. Uh, get you access to our Discord, uh, which uh, is not mostly about Pokemon, I think. Yeah, is everybody back on Pokemon Go? What's up with y'all? Uh, uh, Jake in the in the Discord, shout out Jake, uh, Discord hero. He, he installed a a Pokemon bot where you can kind of play Pokemon through text prompts, which is both confusing and very fun. Okay, because I just keep seeing people. Leveling up weeping bells. I don't know what are y'all doing. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know either. I have yet to even successfully battle. Uh, Jake has got like literally nine hundred Pokemon uh, versus my like five. So uh, yeah, get in the Discord. Uh, patreoncom pod. Only five dollars. Uh, you get four bonus episodes a month. Uh, now that the the pandemic is is you know. I guess not over, but uh, we're acting like it is. Um, maybe we'll get back to the thing we were supposed to do right before it started, when we restarted making videos and stuff. The pandemic right, right, right. Uh, is over for everyone, pretty much if you got vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, natural selection is coming for you, baby. Yeah, let us know in the Discord if you're, uh, if you're vaccinated or not. <laughs> Guys, uh, NBA Storytime is out. Jamel's Number other podcast on the Apple charts right now. Yeah. 154, uh, huh? Hey. Yeah. Any yeah. Jamel Johnson, uh, whom you may know from uh, talking on this very episode of this podcast, is hosting a show called NBA Storytime, where he kind of breaks down some of the weirdest, wackiest, and most wonderfulest uh, uh, stories that you might, might not know uh, from NBA history. And then you invite uh, comedic and uh, sports-related guests to come on and talk about it. Why, yes, I do, Mike Benner. It's uh, very fun. I love the first couple episodes uh, that it dropped this week. Go to your, your local podcast purveyor, search for NBA Storytime, and hit subscribe or follow now in Apple Podcasts. You now follow podcasts. You don't subscribe, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, I, I miss subscriptions. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, I don't know, man. I, they, I don't know what's going on. They're having an identity crisis right now. Can yeah. I? But we love them, like, and we want them to thrive and yeah. be happy. But also, they are our overlords, who are also just like a forty-eight-year-old dad who bought a Corvette. 
They're definitely like, you know that app that uh, sucked that you just kind of got used to using because of all the the ways it's broken? We made it worse. Uh, so now you, need, you have another year of adjusting to it, and then uh, we'll, we'll make it worse again in like 2022. Can I open a, can I get a stand at a farmer's market and just sell podcasts? Yeah. On like zip drives or whatever? USB drives? Sure, yeah. Floppy disks? I'm putting them in little strawberry carts. <laughs> Honestly, I think you would you would be a hit at the farmer's market. You might sell out the first week. And then, Me and uh, Peter in that hat, we going. Oh, Bro, I'm yes. ready for any farmer's market at any point. You just you just say farmer's market, and I just appear. All right. Well, let, before we get into the hat, guys, speaking of Apple Podcasts, we... We thrive on your fucking reviews, guys. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. helps us climb the charts, get, uh, get suggested, climb the algorithm uh, situation. Um, and, hey, if you leave us a five-star review and write something, uh, we will read whatever you write on the air, just like this one. Uh, headline, LOL Benner, written by Packers Fansky. Five stars. Body of the review says... Pure smug arrogance about the Sixers all season. Good times. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think this person listens to the podcast oh, very much. I think they listen very closely, actually. They listened like. back. They listened last year. Who, I don't know if they listen this year. Who on this podcast was certain the Sixers were going to fail all season long before the playoffs started? I think they're going to like another level, though. Like in Westworld, like they're like they know that this was you trying to they reverse see, curse yeah. them because they you see felt through. the actual confidence. I get it. There was no they smug listen to arrogance. this podcast in reverse and know what's up. If you, if you're, if, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just listen to everything backwards. So they're, yeah. Um, look, I, I had no smug arrogance. I was, I, I'm from Philadelphia. I am used to losing. I am conditioned to be a loser. I was certain that we were losers. And then I bought into the lie right around the playoff time. Uh, if, if the big you lie, re- if you will. The big lie, yes. Yeah. Uh, and now I am buying into uh, the final solution, which is getting rid <laughs> really of Ben Simmons. There. But, we'll, <laughs> but we will get into that later. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. If you can't help us out with Patreon, Money's tight. Five bucks a month is uh, is is a little more than you can afford, which we understand that. Uh, you can still help us out by going to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate that. Tell them about the $1,700. Oh, yeah. There oh, is yeah. a $1,700 tier on our, um, on our Patreon. Uh, we have no takers yet. But if you subscribe at that level, uh, we will fly you out to Los Angeles to go to... With your own money. With the money you give us, yeah. With the money you give us, we will we'll figure out your flight. We'll get you uh, a maybe a main cabin, not economy. We'll see. It depends on where you're coming from. It depends. I mean, yeah. flight prices are still kind of cheap right now. Uh, pandemic yeah. pricing is still in effect a little bit, um, but we will go to a a Los Angeles based basketball game with you. We will do drugs with you. And, At uh, least near you. At least near you. Yeah. Um, if you're sober, um, you can just. 
buy us the drugs and and enjoy watching yeah, us. Watch us. We'll buy drugs again friend. with our $1,700 piggy bank that you gave us. There are drugs coming from this Patreon money somehow. It also, we'll take a picture in matching jerseys. Oh, yeah. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, so go to patreon.com, Pod, subscribe at the $1,700 level. Uh, honestly, if that ever happened, like they would probably just become like one of our best friends. Like, yeah. yeah. I know that sounds like very crass, like buying our friendship and like who wants to buy our friendship in the first place? No, you can uh, buy it. But like if that happened, I mean, we would A-Face probably have like is, an incredible A-Face weekend. almost got invited to my wedding and he's on the $20 level that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yep. A-Face, uh, shout out A-Face. Uh, we miss you in the Discord. Come back. Uh, the swaggerless homies need your help with fashion. Yeah, I need, I need to know which um, Kanye goldfish boots I need to buy. Um, speaking of uh, swaggerless fashion, let's talk about Peter's hat that he bought at a hardware store. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Hold on, guys. Hey, Mike. I'm how many playing. Episodes, how many episodes have we done? Uh, we're approaching 300 regular episodes. We've, with Patreon, we've definitely done like over 500 probably, I would guess. How many times has Peter showed up looking like Jason Mraz? <laughs> this has got to be top five Mraz moments for Peter. This is a top three Mraz moment. I won't hesitate. Oh, this thing no, is, no, 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 stop, son. It no, this isn't fun anymore. Wait. Uh, yo, oh, oh. Here's why Listen. I'm impressed right now. I, I know Jason Mraz as a name. I could not name a single song of his, but now I know a song because Peter knew one off the top of his yeah, head. Yeah, because you've been to yeah. the dentist. That's why you know that song. <laughs> they don't okay. play that on uh, 93.7 The, the Wave. wave. That's I have been looking for a hat. I've been looking for a hat all my summertime on, on the Cape so far. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew it had to be a little cowboyish. A little fedora-y, but most importantly, just like sun hat. Like something to cover my big, fat head and my balding top of my hair because I have long locks right now. And I was ready to drop a bill. I don't know what it was going to be, but I was ready to drop it. And um, just went to the hardware store to get some Drano. And this beautiful sucker was staring me in the face for 12 bucks, And I said, there it is. There's my baby boy. I'm going to get this hat right now. You look like white Steve Harvey. <laughs> You do. Oh my gosh. No, you look like you spend like a week every month in Nashville writing songs for Jason Mraz. Or I have my own like organic kumquat farm in Vermont. Yeah. Right. But you definitely like kicked out some like indigenous folks to buy that land. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, yeah. I paid for this land. All right. Yeah. I paid, paid for the land with his turned in. James Taylor albums. <laughs> yeah, all of my vintage James and Livingston Taylor albums got me this plot of land in uh, in Concord, New Hampshire. <laughs> I just grabbed a, uh, a screenshot of the hat. I realized we're gonna probably gonna need to tweet that hat out. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, baby! No, nah, it's a big. This one. hat is fucking tight. Put your hat. Put it's your actually head good. She hats. Put your Here's head down a little. Show hats. the stripe. Show the stripe a little bit on the screen. Oh yeah. There we go. There. Yeah. See, now give you us look, a gang- tip. look at a gangster farmer now from yeah, the 30s. Yeah, give, give us a little hat tip. 
There you yeah. Because if I bend it up, you're like, oh, hey, farmer boy. And if I bend it down, you're like, what up, Dick Tracy? Indiana Jones on Martha's Vineyard, what's up? Can you flip it up one more time? I need to get a grab of that. City oh, Slickers, baby, come on. Beautiful, I love it. I replaced the shitty guy in Mumford & Sons. <laughs> the banjo politician, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, where this is a podcast about basketball. I will say this about uh, hardware stores. Having grown up in one, I, my family owned a hardware store back in Philadelphia. I worked in it from like age literally five until like 22. Um, low key, you can outfit yourself at a hardware store. Do I hit the Ace Hardware in Pasadena sometimes because I've got an entire Carhartt clothing section to buy some, some gear? Yes, I do. Hardware stores are the fucking shit, man. I was yeah, just like, the best. this is, uh, it's the best. Yeah. Um, but again, this is a podcast about basketball. Guys, the Phoenix Suns, as of last night, are now officially up three to one to the Clippers and are seemingly in control of this series. How do you feel about that notion? Well, I said that the Clippers were going to win game three. I never said shit about game four. Just want to get that out there. Yeah. I. Hmm. Peter's formulating I, uh, thoughts. He's thinking, how does how do I say this? That's what Peter's thinking right now. How do I word this? The end this? of that game really questioned my, made me question my faith in like absolutely everything. The refs, and also like the strategy of like the smart strategy of not letting them get up a three, but the fact that the refs didn't review that fucking play where the ball clearly went out of bounds on Cameron Payne. They review every play. Every play in the NBA gets reviewed as fast as possible, and for some fucking reason. They didn't review that. As fast as possible? Bro, Clippers games are the slow. For the past, what, 10, 12 years, the end of a playoff Clipper game is 40 minutes minimum. <laughs> I mean. And then the one time they should have reviewed it, they were like, ah, we're good. I hate this shit, dog. I, they, like, they're about to change the out-of-bounds rule, and basketball is going to be two hours longer. Because this is dumb as hell. They also, I mean, this is a tangent from the, the Clipper Suns topic, but they also recently, uh, right before, I think, the Bucks uh, hawks series started, the day before they announced that they're going to be uh, emphasizing training in the referees to call uh, kind of offensive fouls on players that kind of have unnatural shooting motions, jumping into players, and players that do the Chris Paul special, which, you know, is like, running up the court, getting a player behind you and stopping and jumping into them to draw a foul. Um, and I think that's good because I think those are bullshit non-basketball plays that players, you know, exploit the rules in order to score. Uh, but if it just leads to more and more replays, it's going to make games fucking unwatchable. Is there a way to do it where they just don't call it? If they see Trey Young leap four feet to the left in order to get contact on a defender and and lob a ball nowhere to get a, a shooting foul, can they just not call it and let the, the game go <laughs> instead of reviewing so like, it? What, like, what about it happening right in front of you, six feet away, makes it harder to see than for everybody watching it on television? This isn't fucking rocket science. Just call the game differently. Look, I would never side with the police, but I, I will acknowledge that being a ref on the court, 
all all we have to do is watch the ball on TV. They have to be aware of every single player and like be somewhat aware of what's happening. It's going to lead to a lot of error. So like their job's not easy, but like also like, please get better at it to make it easier for us to watch. It's awful. They've been telling us for damn near 20 years they were going to stop calling the fucking pump fake at the at the three-point line just to get hit by a guy. Now, they never figured out how to stop doing that. They can barely not call the guy who has his arm out and then, like, someone sw- – like, the, the, the other Chris Paul move. All these moves are Chris Paul moves, by the way. <laughs> There's, like, seven different Chris Paul moves you're yeah. referring to. Chris Paul originated, but, James Harden perfected, Joel Embiid is now exploiting. And Trey Young is just like living inside of. Trey Young has got the fucking infinity gauntlet using all those rules to form a new universe around him. Like he's just, <laughs> he's playing Trae a different Young game. Is, and a lot of like, times he's playing a different game than everyone else. Like if, like if Chris Paul is the Avengers, Trey Young is whatever the fuck the Eternals are. Like, that's what he is. He's just in, like, another fucking dimension. I was going to say Captain Marvel. Sure. It's so funny, those movies, where it's, like, (sighs) Jeremy Renner is, like, an Olympic-level archer with, like, no superhuman powers. (laughs) And Captain Marvel can command fire from the inner belly of the galaxy to destroy a planet. And yet, like, they're on the same team. You need them all, dude. Come on, man. Got to catch them all, Pokemon style. Yeah, the 15th guy on the roster can't be making as much as the number one guy. I'm just saying Jeremy Renner should be in the the LA Fitness gym and uh, Captain Marvel should be Michael Jordan. I mean, bro, are you telling me that being able to exist in any part of the multiverse is not as cool as shooting bow and arrows. <laughs> Doctor Strange can control p- multiple planes of existence. Jeremy Renner's a fucking time. camp counselor, bro. That's and what Jeremy he is. He's a fucking yeah, camp counselor. Yeah, he's like, hey guys, what if we shoot like an arrow through a hat and it's like a souvenir? And they're like, we're battling Thanos right now. <laughs> like, Some of those arrows have explosions in them. Anyways, uh, Trey Young. Definitely next level. He's Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 3 level guy. And uh, Chris Paul is the original Iron Man. I don't but know. Just, I will say all this. referee it better. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hit Twitter on the Airbuds account the other day at Airbuds Pod. If you're listening and you don't follow for some reason. Um, you know, what's funny is that like we... We have way more weekly listeners than we do Twitter followers. So, like, why aren't these people? Why are, are they tuning in to listen to us because they hate us and then they don't want to follow us? I mean, people just have different compartments. We're not Twitter funny to some people. We haven't we haven't uh, broken through their Twitter membrane. That's a good point. I do think we have a problem. You know, we'll get to this because that that's a topic later. Let's get to um, it now. Yeah, we might could talk about it. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, fine. Let's Mike, get to it now. Mike, why are you being coy? Let's get to it now. I think, and I'm not going to name any names, and you know, I'm not even going to be specific because it, it might offend some friends of the pod who are truly funny, great, wonderful, talented people. Uh, I think 
our I think sometimes our our jokes on Twitter are too smart for NBA Twitter to get. Okay. We're all professional com- comedy writers there and goes. we're writing professional level comedy uh and then sometimes you see like the dumbest possible shit get like 12,000 retweets and you're just like why? Because everybody's not a fucking rocket science, okay? Just because you read all the books, Benner, doesn't mean everybody else did. I'm not even talking about my own shit. I'm talking yes, about you, you're talking about Peter, Peter's tweet. A very good joke that you tweeted recently that like should have gone, should have gotten us like twenty thousand new followers. I can't remember. Um, you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to be more specific. Oh, it was uh, about the coach getting. Uh, so oh. It was, was it about Bud Budenholzer and like having me dress him or something like that? No, I think it was Terry Stotts coached that series so well that he's oh. going to, or something like that. <laughs> Terry Stotts, yeah, is doing such a bad job coaching. He might get he might become Portland's next basketball of uh, president of basketball operations. Yeah, That's a good that joke. was a, that was a wonderful joke. I and it was perfectly timed for the context. It feels like a, a year ago, so like that I can't, did solid. I'm, that was like that was it like, did solid. It should have done much better. We need bots, man. We need some like uh, when no Jamel makes like an v- incredible two minute and twenty second comedy video about about being Lakers Derek, and it only gets like five retweets from our account. Dog, I'm like, what the fuck no, is happening? Dog, there's no models in it. There, it's not that the, these people are dumb, but some of it is dumb. It's that we're not. We don't have models. We just need to add models to our videos. <sighs> That's a good point. And tweets. And tweets. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, there you go. I, I feel fine, Mike. I feel like our Twitter is doing just, just fine. But there is something we're doing storm, just fine. There's a storm brewing, Mister Wayne, because I, CJ, I had to talk him off the ledge the other day. About what? Oh, don't. I mean, are are you gonna? This is going out for public consumption. I mean, okay, never mind. <laughs> never. Mind. It was just, it was, we were talking about the difference between stand-up comedy and internet meme TikTok comedy. And he kept referring to us as actual comedians. And I'm like, look, hey, I feel you. But I don't know if we can just say that to them. To, yeah. to, the, to the internet? Be like, we are comedians. I will say I... Um, we're the real ones. I got up uh, on a stage and did 10 minutes last night and um it was so nice now just for the listeners peter said stage which i know some of our listeners are in the food industry he's not he was not uh temping as a chef at a restaurant you mean stage yes the stage sorry yes that's my okay. classical training coming out blues yes. traveler were you doing were you doing it some dates with blues traveler <laughs> 10 minutes up. of harmonica baby yeah that was it for 10 minutes to killed fucking killed well i love i love this topic as a tangent you both kind of uh made your grand public returns to comedy on live on stage this weekend jamel currently still in denver after headlining faded denver on friday peter uh made the trek to boston and started doing 10 minutes of comedy like how did it feel how did it feel being back out there on a stage doing stand-up again getting laughs where people how are the audiences tell me everything you want to go first? I go first. Peter goes first. He was starting. I'll, I'll be. I'll be quick. It was. Uh, it was probably about thirty-five people there. Um, it felt fucking awesome. I was unsure if I was going to remember 
everything I was about to say. Um, got off a couple new ones, which felt good. Um, all the comics in Boston that I've met so far are pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, it was nice, man. It was just nice to fucking like actually have someone make me laugh too, like watching other people. And, uh, yeah, it was just fucking good. I mean, like, listen, if I play my cards right and do well enough, like I'll get to like open for Jamal one day. So that's like all I'm trying to get to, you know what I mean? (laughs) I want to. I want to be the dude who Jamel's like, yo, come up to Bakersfield for uh, 17 hours and give me 15 before I before I headline this bitch. Yeah. So that, and, those are, those uh, are my goals. And you got to be in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll wear this hat. That's about as close as I can get. Uh, whiteface. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, D- Denver's cool. I mean, the Fader Trail was sick. Great crowd. Uh, one of my friends from high school came and sat directly A1 front center. Hell yeah. And then just them and her, her friends just get hammered. I'm like, guys, this isn't putting me at ease. <laughs> they don't know. They they think they're Bro, supporting they're their friends. They're, they're excited to see you. They're the excited to support. They're excited just to be yo, in public. I, instead of being a guy on the street handing out flyers for a show, I'm going to hand out pamphlets on how to act at a show. Because everybody... Be doing that to anybody in public. There's like these things that people who've never been to a show are like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I'm supposed to uh, agree audibly with every yes. joke instead of yes. laughing. Yes. Oh, no, oh uh-huh. I'm, I know one of the comics. I should sit right in front of his eyes. The only person I can see... Come on, man. That's annoying because what you couldn't see past the first or second roll. Yeah, roll exactly. With the, the lights, so all you could see is your your high school friend. If I knew who's you, known you since you were an awkward yeah, little boy, yeah. If, since I was a fucking dirt ball who had not yeah. gone through puberty, no, you can I cannot see you. But they thought they were helping. What's another good one? I mean, yeah, and also the show was fun as hell. So yeah, it's not like I walked out there and they started booing me. Are it's you a fun. I know it, you, you taking it on the road. What's the what's the deal, bro? This is some test shit. You know what I'm saying? Hannibal called out last minute on him, so I had to come to the bench. <laughs> That's not true. I, okay, <laughs> I'm just like, dude. I don't. I don't do. I don't do stand up anymore. Not by choice. Nah, I'm a sports internet radio host. <laughs> Sit. I don't do what is stand up comedy for real, actually. Your 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 lifelong passion? I'm supposed to travel the country and perform for a hundred niggas in fucking Peter Moses Moraz hats. Ah, well, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Jamel Johnson. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I got you, bro. As your manager Peter's slash gonna, opener, yeah. I'll make it happen. Who's going to open for you in Moraz's <laughs> <Yes>. face? <laughs> Moraz's face. Scrasmataz, baby. Nah, I'm still rusty as fuck, though. I've been getting a bunch of sets, which is nice. Because now, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. I, you know, just putting the, putting the tools back in the shed. 
Well, this is a podcast about basketball. Let's 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 finish up some some Suns Clippers talk real quick. Uh, just a roundup of uh, quick little notes about the game. DeAndre Ayton said after uh, the game last night that Chris Paul was the best thing that happened to his career. Chris Probably. Paul is Wood Harris and above the rim. Chris Paul shows up to practice with a gun in his, sh- his gym shorts, okay? And he hits people in the face, and then he asks them to play basketball. Fair enough. I, uh, I want to just say, despite free throws, this has been a uh, – or even with the free throws, this has been a great playoff run for, uh, for Paul George. Like, I know he missed a couple, and I understand that that's going to be the thing that everyone talks about. It's like, oh, playoff Piva. But um, he's actually played well. He's played pretty decently, but he's also had some incredibly – he's had a couple of meltdown games. I mean, Steve Ballmer putting his head down last night is uh, – that was just, you know. I mean, my thing with, with him is at least he's giving us theater. I, I support the arts. Right. And look, we've been without live theater for about 15 months now because of the pandemic. And finally, a return to the stage. Isn't it wild what a better, isn't it wild what a better coach Ty Lue is than Doc Rivers? I guess. I mean, there's nobody on the Clippers who can't shoot. Even Patrick Beverly shoots better than him. Terrence Mann is like fucking... I don't need. Terrence Manson is great. I I hope that guy gets a big contract soon. Um, let's talk about Patrick Beverly for one second. I feel like these playoffs have showed me more and more, and just kind of rooted me in my belief that he fucking sucks. He's bad. He's not a good player. I think he was. I think he was. Like he had a moment where. He was. He had a moment where, like, he was energy guy. He fit what they needed. He distributed well. And I think he's when you fall a little bit and you're that kind of dude, you fall hard and fast, and it becomes really evident. And plus, you know, now it's just known. It's a part of his contract to just be a maniac. So as his skills have devolved, he's just gotten crazier to compensate. He believes, like, he's drinking his own Kool-Aid in terms of, like, how crazy he is. He's become kind of like the, the caricature of himself. That being said, if Pat Bev's the, the point guard in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> no. You don't, you don't think they'd have won a couple games? You don't. You wouldn't rather have Pat Bev on the line? I'd rather have Maxi over Pat Bev. <sighs> There's nobody getting fouled. There's no hack of Patrick Beverly. There's no hack of Tyrese Maxi either. And here we are talking about our favorite subject, Benjamin Simmons. Before we get there, I do want to touch on one uh, level of deja vu type news. Kawhi Leonard reportedly is unhappy with the Clippers medical staff. And from some reports is eyeing a new destination next year because of it. Bruh, I don't think I, I know it's so because the Spurs is white people. And Kawhi is not white people. We went with him that time. But can he also just be a hypochondriac who's scared of doctors? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great call. 
Very possible. Is these things are both could be possible. Yeah. It's just interesting. I don't know. I don't know if he actually leaves because all the reports are that he came to the Clippers specifically because he wanted to be in California back near his home. That was the major deciding factor. Uh, it's probably easier for Steve Ballmer, who has all the money in the world, to hire the doctors that Kawhi wants and is comfortable with than to lose a top, I don't know, when he's actually playing and in form, a top five player in the league. Um what are you mad about, bro? That's what I want to know. Like, what yeah. is like, like, and listen, we're never gonna know. I mean, I guess it was like the quad thing in San Antonio, but you kind of tore your ACL or your ACLs fucked up. Like, if I'm the Clippers, I imagine as they have been since they were recruiting him in Toronto, you're just saying whatever you want all the time. So, what is there to be unhappy about? That's not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not wrong. I'm just. Hunt- Help me understand, dude. And we'll never get the full answers. Uh, this all reminded me I forgot that. Well, I guess I don't have to make it now because they're about to lose. But if the Clippers made the finals, the next Laker Derek video was going to be Laker Derek killing himself. <laughs> oh, my God. We could still make that. Laker Derek. Harry Kari killing himself in front of the Kawhi mural right across from <clears throat> It makes more sense if the Clippers make the finals, but it could also we could we could spin it to like Laker Derek is in dark times. Once the Lakers are out, he he reluctantly threw his support behind the Clippers, and now that the Clippers aren't going to the finals, he's got nothing left to live for. Yeah, that's I mean, the Clippers making the West Finals is enough to make the video because Laker Nation is sick and disgusted. You can't talk to anybody about the games. No, they no. just make a face at you once you mention that the Clippers are on TV. It's like they're it's not the Clippers' fault. Little, they're kind of like they're kind of like Republicans a little bit in this regard of just like, bro, they just made it to the fucking Western Conference Finals for the first time, and you won't even like acknowledge that it's it, like it upsets you so much. You have seventeen fucking championships as a franchise, and you can't even be bothered to just be like, yeah, it's whatever. Like it's like you have to like deny its reality. Jamel, did you tweet this or somebody tweeted recently they went into like a corner store and someone was just watching an old all-star game while the Clippers game was happening? No, that's that insane. That was not me. Yeah. That's, that's, something, that's, that's Laker a, that's Nation. That's uncredited tweet. Yeah, Laker mm-hmm. Nation mentality. But the thing that – LA – I mean, the Clippers is really the team of the streets, bro. I went to kind game three and first off, I mean, their colors are red and blue. Hello. <laughs> We're claiming both set. We're claiming both sets. You know, uh, no disrespect to the Latin Kings. We we see y'all. <laughs> well, they've got they've got the the Mr. Cartoon uh, logo, right? Exactly. That, that's kind and of then, a nod. Fat Man scooping the dog pounder at every other game. Yeah. I saw a dude try to get in with a gun. He didn't get in with the gun, but they let him leave on his own accord. They like. <laughs> We're like, this is a nice piece. We can't let you in. They yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't want you to lose this. Yeah, yeah. You can't be here, but. We respect you. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. And also, I mean, come on. They fixed all the hoops at every shitty outdoor court. They fixed all the hoops on the east side, bro. That's crazy. And then some of them broke again. <laughs> But they'll get to those, I think. Hopefully. 
Steve Ballmer should like literally it would be a drop in the bucket for him to re repave and buy new hoops for every public park in all of LA. You know what the Lakers do for the community? Pay the Jack Laker shit. girls. They yeah, pay they the do. Laker girls. That's what <laughs> yeah. they do for us. The Laker girls. The Laker girls. If you don't know, uh, if you ever go to a live Laker game, uh, they're in arena announcer, highly professional, very good, like announcer voice, very, like, very staid and like on on topic. Uh, doesn't like fuck around a, a bunch, but when the uh, Laker girls comes out, come out to uh, perform a routine, he always drops. He's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Laker girls." Well, that's how he's like at guard number twenty-three from Saint Vincent Saint Mary, LeBron, the Laker James. But when you say Laker girls, it just you like, feel like he's you're like show me your hands, show me your hands. <laughs> yeah, don't stand up. Show me your hands. And it's also yeah. after they finish their routine. Yeah, he's like Laker girl, Laker girls. Laker I got a Laker girl to laugh one time, and uh, oh. it did feel good. Did you like trip the and fall down a bunch of steps? Laker girl. <laughs> I tripped. I fell all the way down a set of stairs with a hot dog in my hand, and then when I got to the bottom stair, I farted. Yeah, and accidentally like deep throat at the hot dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the hot dog fell down your throat. <laughs> I mean, anybody, anybody got any juice for the books? Can I, can I be happy for my bucks? Okay, we are recording this before the Bucks and Hawks face off for Game Three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, the Bucks showed up in Game Two. Uh, credit to Bud; they basically did not make any adjustments. They just did what they did in Game One, Listen, but much better. That's Bud being Bud, right there, baby. Yeah, you know Bud what? Ball. If it ain't, if it's broke, don't fix it. Can we take this time? So. Bud comes from the the Spurs coaching tree, mm-hmm. allegedly. Uh, Udoka does not, or does he? He doesn't. That's a good question. He was a Sixers guy and then went to the Nets. Um, I don't know where he was before the Sixers. I just uh, have questions about the Spurs coaching tree. Udoka comes from the fucking Spurs coaching tree. He joined in, he joined as an assistant in 2012. Um, then uh, he was actually the reason LaMarcus Aldridge signed with the Spurs, apparently, um, because he and Aldridge were teammates in Portland for a while. Oh, shit. And then I guess uh, he joined the Sixers probably because of the uh, – uh, fuck Brett Brown connection, yeah. And then when Brett left, he went to the Nets. Isn't basically all coaches in the NBA now a Spurs coaching tree? Kind of, I guess. I mean, so we've we've all decided that that's the tree. They haven't won since Kawhi left. Wait, is Udo is Ime Uduka engaged to Nia Long? In November 2011, Udoka's then-girlfriend, Nia Long, gave birth to their first child, Kez Sunday Udoka. You would think 
because they Wikipedia refers to her as then girlfriend. The next sentence, the couple became engaged in May 2015, but no follow-up. So I don't know if it wound up in marriage or not. I feel like either way, if I'm Nia Long, I'm not moving to fucking Boston. That's a good point. Listen, I'm here, and I can tell you, not a good idea. (laughs) New edition left 30 years ago, dog. Who's left? Sam J don't live there no more. Nope. Who's yeah. left? People left talk about here. Sam J. That's as close as you're gonna get. Yeah, that's tough. It's a tough spot. But okay, so is the tree? So the the Spurs tree still verified? Does Becky Hammond? Does she end up with a job? I'm just about to get into a Twitter argument with a guy. <laughs> Hold on, I update. I went to Nia Long's Wikipedia page real quick. Um, the couple became engaged in 2015, though Long has stated she has no plans to marry him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Com- it's complicated. It's starring Nia Long and Imu Odoka. I think that's, that's, that's the pretty next awesome. movie we need. Yeah. Well, I know who the starting point guard for the Celtics is going to be. It's Nia Long. <laughs> okay, Jamal, go on. Sorry, I, I interrupted with Nia Long information. I'm just wondering where Becky Hammond stands in it all. Because what my Jamal Johnson's personal opinion on coaching is either you got it or you fucking don't. And then there's levels to that. There's certain dudes who know how to win a regular season game, but when the lights come on, they start to crack. Your Budenholzers, your Stan Van Gundys. There's mm-hmm. some guys who just get shots just because they're cool guys to hang out with. Then, you know, you got your you got your lineage guys. Oh, you used to play there? Such and such, whoop-de-whoop, whoop-de-whoop. Becky Hammond has been coaching with the Spurs for seven years. She did not play in the NBA, so th- I guess that's a demerit. I don't she know. Did. Man. She had up. She headed up the G League team. She's done the summer league team a couple times. I don't know what qualified. How do you know who's she's qualified? She's got a couple wins as Spurs head coach when like Pop had to step away, right? They gave assault her- aside, like assault aside. You can't tell me she's not doesn't have more upside than Chauncey Billups or Jason Kidd. Assaults aside. I don't know. I mean, only because we haven't seen her coach before. Steve Kerr, I didn't know anything about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did great. Then Luke Walton also looked like the coach of the millennium. What's Luke Walton up to? Being regular as hell. Also Also assaulting. (laughs) Also assaulting. Man, there's a a really bad pattern here now that you're saying it out loud. I just have some questions. Because then my boy was like, fuck no, we better not hire Becky Hammond. And I'm like, I agree. For the Wizards? Yeah. And I'm like, I agree that Sam Cassell is the guy I want. That's my first choice. And I don't think, would you, Peter, Peter Mraz might say he wants Becky Hammond more than Sam Cassell, but he oh, runs bro. a podcast network. He has if different I was, responsibilities. If I was the me. GM, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't hesitate. Oh, no. Oh, no. I Wait. She's yours. There we go. Carry on. Cassell played everywhere, coached everywhere, been to finals, has experience with people on our current roster. You know, they made it, the press uh, sold him as the John Wall whisperer, but I'm sure his relationship with Bradley Beal is good too. It's crazy that. He got passed over for the Clippers. He could have easily been coaching Philly. 
would love to see Sam Cassell running a team. We're talking like 20 years of experience. But that doesn't – I'll never know if Becky Hammond is a better coach than him. It's either you got it or you don't. You have to be able to get everybody to fucking listen to you, and that's kind of most of it. And years of experience don't really matter that much. It's it's hard. Like Becky Hammond also has years and years of experience as a WNBA player and as you know Olympian, and like there's like it it feels. Kind of, and I'm saying that I'm saying this as a white guy. It feels like kind of shitty to be like we're pitting the woman and the black man against each other when like there's so many white dudes who get fucking so many chances. Like Bill Lambeer has no chances. Bill Lambeer has rings in the WNBA in the league. Bill Lambeer, they won't even let Bill Lambeer in the NBA arena. He Bill white Lambeer as shit. is a former child actor. He's played fudgy on the Little Rascals. He's got CTE. He's little more than he's little more than a mascot for the Aces. He's dumb. <laughs> they don't respect. They they have a. They, it's like a. It's like a town that elected a dog mayor. <laughs> Bill Lambeer is a dog mayor. Is yeah. my next bumper sticker. Uh, okay. Sometimes. Sometimes sports people are really smart. Sometimes there's analytics. Sometimes there's all these cool things about how you, I don't know, learn things exist. I'm not like, sometimes like that stuff matters. And you're like, wow, I would have never known that like this thing would have happened or this person would have been so smart. But other times like it's just pretty fucking obvious and like it's very Occam's razor. And like, for example, no one in this Zoom room didn't know that Stan Van Gundy for the Pelicans was a stupid fucking idea. Like, we all knew that's dumb as shit. In fact, we all knew Stan Van Gundy was a dumb as shit move for the Pistons. So when I see Jason Kidd getting this Mavs job, that's just dumb as shit. That's just dumb <laughs> it's as shit. It's very dumb. He presided over one of the, like, literally the worst defenses ever when he was the Bucks coach. Like when you are counting to ten, and instead of saying one Mississippi every time Giannis is destroying his mind with a free throw, you should just say Jason Kidd. One Jason Kidd, two Jason Kidd, three Jason. Because he, he is like you are watching the byproduct of that dude fucking up his mind and shot. It's he got a ring for them. So if anybody was going to take a chance, he has history. This Who is, is also be comfortable with our toxic environment and difficult workplace culture yeah and yeah they're already about that they're already about that down there and it's like how do people get jobs in general homies no homies man it's just i don't know yeah i'm i host nba story time because i know peter sure <laughs> could have been That's anyone i think you're a star well thanks bud yeah, and I'm yours. See how I finish there that? There it is. There it is. Fuck See. off. Okay. Next. Jamel Johnson, everybody. Come on out. Anyways, I, I hope the Wizards eventually hire either Sam Cassell or Becky Hammond and not a guy like Stan Van Gundy who keeps get, getting chances and, and proving people wrong. We deserve to have Stan Van Gundy in, in the ESPN, like, on a sideline. He need to go to yeah. the house, take a nap. 
He needs to open a fucking like pizza shop. <laughs> like, look at that guy. Like that guy needs to be tossing dough above his head. That's just that's just the racism pouring out of your fucking skull. Oh, what Van Gundy? He's Dutch. I'm making an Italian <laughs> reference. Yeah, I don't think you could be racist against the Dutch. They were no, yeah. The I think that, they invented favorite. racism. <laughs> yeah, so racist they invaded England. It's. I don't know. Somebody, said, my my guy said Wes Unsell Jr. And I'm like, Wes Unsell has the only ring we ever got. Him as a coach, he went 202 and 345 for us as a coach from the 80s into the 90s. And then we well, made for a team his... aspiring to be the eighth seed every year. It feels like he's kind yeah. of a guy. And right then he the made. Yeah. And then he fucking <laughs> became the GM and only made the playoffs once in nine years as a GM or whatever. And so we give his kid a job because he's been an assistant for some okay teams for, you know, 15 plus years. That's a lot of experience, though. I didn't realize Unsell Jr. has a uh, history of coaching with the Wizards. He he began as a scout right out of college. For the he was Wizards. there for all of the bad years. He worked there for a long years. time. Yeah. He also uh, was an assistant coach for the Mystics for a while. Yeah. He, was a, he was an assistant he was probably at the end of the bench for that one year. We went to the playoffs where LeBron scared Gilbert and Arenas into missing free throws. So he was there for that one year. And then he was there for all the bulls. He was there for Jarvis Hayes up until we draft John Wall. So that's experience. He was there when the guns in the locker room happened. Here's, here's great experience as well. A decade later, after uh, Gilbert Arenas pointed a gun at him, uh, he was with the the Nuggets and was uh, highly credited with developing Jokic, Murray, and Porter Jr. as players. So that's some real shit I like to hear. That's current. That's great. Those are all the, that's that's the big three. Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Not going to fully count that yet, but two out of three is excellent. Well, yeah, Porter Jr. still has never heard the word defense. I don't think like he, people say it to him, but he doesn't absorb it. But well, because he, he doesn't eventually. think because defense is a foreign con- defense uh, was created by the CIA in a lab, as yep. well as Michelle Branch. Oh, this is why he does not like vaccines because they like play defense against viruses. Yeah, body. and he's like defense. Yeah. Now you ain't gonna fool yeah. me. So, I'm what's going. like the Mike D'Antoni approach to the vaccine then in this situation? I think outrun you, it. You just go to as many like indoor <laughs> unmasked events as possible, as fast as possible. You yeah, run get through, it as fast as you can. Yeah, run through those events seven seconds or less, and uh, inhale as much oxygen as possible. And then if you get it, you get the antibodies. Or you get knocked out in the conference fight. Yeah, yeah, you are. You have an early exit, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, also, shouts out to Becky Hammond for being a Russian citizen. I was about to. I was just <laughs> when I put that shit up. I was just about to put on my "I'm one of the good guys" bullshit hat and be like, "How come she's not on the Olympic staff?" Then I remembered. Yeah, she took the Russia bag. She did the Russia bag like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yo, what if she is a sleeper cell? What if she's sick? What if she was like Putin and Trump's middleman? Good for her. Get that bag. Honestly, yeah. 
Uh, guys, okay, so all this talk, who's winning tonight, Hawks or Bucks? <laughs> uh, I gotta go with my buckaroonies, because I'm just so deep, I'm very deep in the foxhole, and I can't get out, my leg's stuck. By the time you've listened to this, you've already seen Giannis get called for six 10-second free throw violations. He's, the man is, he got called for one this entire playoffs, he's not getting another one. More concerned with what Quavo's wearing on the sideline. This is the NBA's fault. And also just, dude, there's nothing good that's coming from you holding the ball for 13 seconds. Just like just overthinking. Just like the end of The Sixth Man when who's the actor playing? Oh, the Kadeem Hart. Uh, you you Kadeem love Hartford. you yeah. love Kadeem you Hartford, love bringing this you. one up. This is your favorite Let quote. Let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go, Giannis. Just let that thing fucking fly, baby. Here's You're the probably going to miss it anyways. I think Giannis does let it go. I I don't know that they're like I I was watching a clip earlier. I think uh uh Taylor Rooks maybe posted it, but it was like a clip of him like at shoot around and like he was like literally being like bro, I I've like airball airballed two free throws in a row, but like what do I do? I just go I get right back. Like that's the that's the difference between him and Ben Simmons. And now we're bringing it back to Ben Simmons. There uh, it is. Giannis is not afraid to to shoot, to drive, to do anything. Is he particularly good at it? Not really, not yet, but he he's not I don't I think he I think he's able to kind of just let it go, have have a good energy and try again. Is Whereas Ben worse? Simmons is like afraid to fucking dunk if he misses. Is Giannis a free throw. worse? Is Giannis worse than he was? Like is Giannis worse than he was when he won the MVP? Or like, have we just all changed? I think he hasn't grown. So we've seeing. just all grown up, and he hasn't. No, I think it's just like he's the same. There is a sense of like he's similar to Ben Simmons in that like his game hasn't really evolved. He hasn't really added the outside shot the way he should. He hasn't really gotten better at free throws. But like the main difference between them is that he's hasn't let that slow him down or like he's he's still watching threes or mid-range shots he's still trying the drive he doesn't bail it's, on a yeah, drive it's clearly hasn't broken him mentally yeah he's just kind of like i'm fucking big and strong and i can get to the fucking rim i'm gonna try to do it every time whereas ben simmons he gets hacked he misses two free throws in a row and then he's passing up open dunks to pass to someone else and then the sixers don't get a bucket and that basically loses the game the series for them does this make you think differently at all about the markel fultz experience or do you think those Whoa. are isolated incidents yo no peter you know what though you know what though you know what though well i'll be damned amazing i think ben simmons is one of the best defenders maybe any position yeah and Marco, we, we talked about this the other day. It was like, despite everything that I talk shit about Ben Simmons, he's an incredible defender, incredible playmaker, one of the best passers in the league, uh, and has huge upside. There's just something about but his offensive game. Offensively, injury aside, Markel Fultz became a better version of him. Markel Fultz could get to the rim on anyone. Would you have won the series against the Hawks if you swapped a healthy Markel Fultz for Ben Simmons? 
It's so hard to say because so much of the know. defense, it's him stopping Trey Young. Can Markel Fultz stop Trey Young? I don't think so. Maybe. The Sixers don't. Yeah, the Sixers adjusted in game two to putting Ben Simmons on Trey Young, which really hampered him. Uh, for most of, like, I saw a tweet the other day. I can't remember who tweeted, but they're like, is anyone going to slow down Trey Young these playoffs? And I, like, went and looked at the stats of the Sixers series, and I was like, yeah, the fucking Sixers did. Like, after game one, they switched Ben Simmons on him, and he shot terribly. Uh, Except for that one game when Doc put Seth Curry on him for right there like was game one five. game game five <laughs> game, yeah they lost uh and that was like that was because they they did not have Ben on him a lot I think they ben were up in third trouble in that game. yeah yeah 26 um and uh okay. not that I remember <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh yeah I was like yeah Ben Simmons slowed him the fuck down a lot like Trey shot terribly in that series he shot like five for 27 in game seven um but it just was like the Sixers. I don't know why are we rehashing this. I'm I'm over it. Come on, man. This is what we're doing instead of yeah, talking like about the Olympics. Be, we could be talking about the Olympics right now or some. We'll fun. talk about the Olympics and when the finals are over. Yeah, when is the Olympics? The I think the I August. think the if there is a game seven in uh in the NBA finals, that's like the 24th. I think literally game the the team USA's game one against France is scheduled for the July 25th. Well, I mean, let's let, instead of talking about Ben Simmons, let's talk about some guys who are actually very good at basketball. Uh, a lot of Kevin Durant, Scottie Pippen talk, and I think it's pretty nuts. I think Kevin Durant is closer to Jordan than Pippen, skill-wise. All these lists, all these comparisons are based on, like, social impact and, like, team accolades and championships. And it's like, how much better is Michael Jordan than Kevin Durant. The way I see it, he's better at wanting to win and dunking. Every other skill in basketball, Kevin Durant is just about as good. Uh what about what about what about defense? Steals and blocks. That's a trade. Kevin Durant gets blocks. Kevin okay. Durant gets blocks, Jordan gets steals. Kevin Durant is okay. also a very good on-ball defender. Exactly. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I wasn't. I wasn't I'm just saying. What's a good? No, that's all. So that's a trade. The where Kevin gets these blocks, Jordan gets steals. You know who else gets a lot of steals, but is actually a net loss, terrible at defense? Steph Curry. Okay. Steals is not all. Like Allen Iverson was the same way. Allen Iverson like led the league in steals for like nine seasons, but like you don't want that guy defending the best player. Fine, but I'm yeah. just saying you're talking about on. They're both good at on ball defense. And they both have been good on ball defenders in a final. I would, I mean, I would say Kevin Durant is uh, like a markedly better shooter than Jordan. Right? Mid range, long range. Like the guy oh, is yeah. so much fucking better. Mid range is the same because Jordan is perfect in the range. Jordan is perfect in the mid range. Kevin Durant is perfect in the mid range. They're the same. Kevin Durant can shoot longer threes than Jordan. I would, I will. I mean, this is going on gut. I haven't like dug through basketball reference or stat news or anything, but I I I would bet that Kevin Durant is like a significantly better shooter for mid range than Michael Jordan is. Okay. You're making that face like you know the answer already. I don't know it. I haven't I haven't looked it up, but like it's just like I mean, I grew up watching Jordan and I love Jordan obviously as what a about, player, what about this mark then better? The same What's amount it? of confidence when I see Kevin Durant pulling up at the elbow as I would Jordan pulling up at the elbow. 
<laughs> I mean, I maybe I just love Kevin Durant too much, but I'm like, yeah, I would let that guy take a final shot over MJ, or it's like a toss-up. I don't know. It's a toss-up. I mean, same difference. They've both hit game winners. They both ended games. They both airballed. Kobe, same. It's just like a class of guys who have every skill. It's to say one is the best is impossible. And, you know, Jordan is it the is. best overall because of, like, impact and shit and just wanting to win. Right. But I'm talking skill-wise. Skill-wise, I would put Kevin Durant up with Jordan, if not maybe slightly over him in some categories. But it is like a game of, like, it's not even like the goalposts are being moved. It's like we are... It's like goalposts are lining the ring of the stadium, and you don't know which one you're supposed yeah, to get through. Because it's like you're also including shoe sales. You're including shoe sales, and then there's the ultimate like, well, Jordan's got six rings, and you're just like, well, Jordan played against a ton of shitty fucking teams. Jordan like, played on in a different time, different rules, and he also had a dude who they're comparing to Kevin Durant, which is like okay, you know, Scottie Pippen is in the top fifty all time. I think if Jordan did not have iconic shoes, then we do not ride for him so hard. And I'm not saying he's like he deserves. He, I'm not saying he's like. I, I guess I guess my problem is ultimately like why do we need to like have a, a number one all time? We don't. It, it's fun to argue. It's fun to debate. But like also like can't like Kevin Durant and Michael Jordan and, uh, you know. Ellen Iverson, like, I'll oh, just be the greatest of all time. <laughs> there it is. A class of greats. That's where yeah. I, because, I mean, if you're going to make me, if you're going to pull a gun out and make me, yeah, I'm going to say Jordan. I'm not a maniac. It depends on who's pulling the gun out. Exactly. If it's somebody I could take the gun from. If it's Gilbert Arenas, he definitely wants you to say Jordan. Well, if it's Gilbert Arenas, I'm going to say whatever I want because he's not really going to shoot me. If it's Javaris Crittenton... <laughs> You are going to say him. All right, please. If it's Kwame Brown, do not mention Jordan at all. Yeah. So there's like different. Yeah. I don't know. I just. So another another uh, CJ debate. He was looking at me crazy. I was just like, dog, I'm just talking skills. Like, you've seen him play basketball, right? He's, he's seven feet tall and can do everything that Jordan can do except for look cool dunking. Yeah, I, that is a thing. Like it is, you're watching Jack Skeleton dunk a ball when Kevin Durant goes to the rim. Yeah, it doesn't look cool. cool. It's yeah. straight up not as cool, and I yeah. can admit that. But you are talking to CJ, who is a guy who is um, conservatively invested seventy percent of his income over the last fifteen years <laughs> in Jordan brand shoes. Yeah, he drinks Michael Jordan cologne yeah. with his lunch. I've seen him do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, I'm glad I came to the right place with that one. Safe space. <laughs> Safe space. I yeah. I mean, look, we're never going to get rid of the the debate of who's the best of all time. Uh, but it is like ultimately like fucking futile and stupid. Because it's just because it's 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 popularity and it's coolness. Because even Scotty, like I'm shitting on Scotty, but. Scotty, how much better is Mike than Scotty? I uh, tweeted this, but my sister met Scotty at a meet and greet at a charity in Chicago, and she asked him who was better, MJ and LeBron, and he just said me. 
<laughs> yeah, Scotty's got his own thing, okay? And I and you and Scotty's taking demerits because he's acting crazy out in public right now. He doesn't know he's ta- he's getting the braids, he's taking them out. You know what I'm saying? Future's fucking all his girlfriends. He's letting Tyler Tynes get him wasted and record everything he says. Yeah, he's just getting a little loose around the edges. But what does that have to do with the years of 1989 to 1998? You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) absolutely nothing. He's also very good on the ball. Also a pretty good shooter. He never attempted mid-range fadeaways because he didn't have to. But he's got that jumper. Sure. And he looked pretty cool dunking. Hey, Scotty's got a pretty cool dunk. I would agree with that. Uh, I will say one thing. Michael Jordan um, played in an era when all weed was mid. uh, Drugs were not as cool. um, Molly was just, you know, was ecstasy, which was like, you know, half chicken grease, half MDMA. (laughs) Like, yeah, chicken grease. That's it. I don't know if like. I don't know if he could hang with players. Like, do you think, look, okay, MJ obviously notorious for his all-night gambling and drug and alcohol binges uh, and then showing up to play the next day. Uh, Do you think he could hang with J.R. Smith on a normal night smoking blunts? I mean, if you can't see, then this is why we can't compare eras, and this is yeah. why we can't compare because if Jordan was born, because yeah. if Jordan was born after um, Beasters came out, you know what I'm saying? After they started, you know what I mean? Like before, um, you know, before they got rid of Sour Diesel entirely. <laughs> like who knows? He's never even seen Sours. When did Sour Diesel become extinct, Jamel? Um. It was somewhere. It, it was somewhere around Obama's second term, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. Yeah, somewhere like around that. there. It starts getting crossed out, and then now, and then you know, once everybody, once all the rappers start talking about L.A., it just became about like you know, fruity shit. And then like, if you're from L.A., you know, it's like it's all OGs. They're really they're trying to erase it from history, and it's pretty sad. And honestly, that's a whole. And other that's why thing Jamel too. supports critical weed theory. <laughs> but we're talking about LA for a second. That's a whole other issue. Um, like strip clubs in the '90s, and were not what they were now. Like that's another thing. I don't think I don't think Michael Jordan could go to Asa Hart or uh, Asa Hearts with uh, or Asa Diamonds with James Harden on LA on a Tuesday night and last the whole night. I don't think, yeah. Strip clubs weren't body positive back in the day. Yeah. And they also, they're like James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, they're competing in a second sport in their off time going to these strip clubs. Can Michael Jordan handle that? I don't well, know. yeah. I mean, Jordan can handle that. But what when you're factoring in the 500% increase in THC, uh, (laughs) Mike's Mike's in the corner of the strip club. Mike's just staring at the ATM. He's just looking at the side of the ATM. Yeah, he's just in a (laughs) K-hole, unsure of where he is, looking at an ATM that's talking to him and being like, you shouldn't be here, Michael. He's 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 talking to the fucking door guy about the Raiders this season. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yo, man, you think they're going to hit the over? Yeah, he's fucking... 
Yeah, and the door guy's got like nine eyes talking to Mike. <laughs> Zip zab zork. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if you pick up Michael Jordan out of the 90s and drop him into today, 90s persona, what he is, what he's used to, it's, it's a very different game. But on the uh, other hand, the court. you know who is hanging? Bill Russell. Dudes from the 60s could drink endlessly. Oh, yeah. Bill, <laughs> Bill Russell, Bill Walton. Yeah. They're, and they were drinking like moonshine and shit, dude. Corn liquor. If, yeah. you just, if you're just giving him regular Hennessy, he could be there. He could be there for weeks, months. The Celtics bus broke down on its way to like a Pacers game in the in the late sixties because Bill Russell was he figured out a way to drink the gas out of the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the back row of the bus. <laughs> yeah, tune in to hear about it next week on NBA Story Time. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a perfect way to wrap this up. Jamel. Anything you want to plug besides NBA Storytime, go find it on Apple Podcasts. You heard it. Uh, and I'm, I'm plugging this. And, um, yeah, follow through dot studio as well. Shouts out my guy CJ. Four mentions on the show today. That's yeah, all over it. Yeah. Peter, anything you want to plug? Any NBA Storytime, baby. In, or uh, any, any spots coming up in Boston? Um, I'm gonna be probably doing some more shows in Boston. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be helping out some um I'll be ha- handing out some uh, Delta variants at um <laughs> at Nightcap LA and Burbank. Uh, some DVs. Yeah, yeah, I got the DV for you. Uh, yeah, what is that? Um, July seventh. Oh, and then the eleventh, July eleventh. Speaking of follow through dot studio, me and the follow through. Uh, Captain and his cadets, so me, CJ Toledano, and Rob Hayes are going to be combining our overstuffed closeted powers to open up a stand at the Rose Bowl Flea Market. July 11th, one day only. Hell yeah. Hit that up if you're in the LA area. Rose Bowl Flea Market. Find Fat Riley slash... Follow through that studio. I just got some good... I just got some good regular size shit in Denver. Hell yeah. There you go. All right. Follow us on your Buds Pod on all social media. Love you guys. Bye. Peace.